Yeah, we're on. It's Reeds and Weeds, and uh, it's such a special day <laughs> in CRB Studios because this is Shelly. I'm Shelly Smith. Uh, Ravon's on sound. Hi, Ravon. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, and the union of uh, T-Barb, comedian slash author, top chef, cannabis chef, Gigi, and this show has been such a long time coming. <laughs> I'm like, let's let's do it. And then we've been like uh, trying to get together and then the pandemic happened and then everybody's schedules were crazy and then maybe a bug bit her or something. I don't know. But now we're here and it's a beautiful day and Chef Gigi made this triple berry salad with microgreens, and she made T-Barb's vegan and gorgeous. Do you want to explain it? Do you want to put your headphones on? You can explain, oh, like, sure. what it is exactly. Definitely I took a bunch of pictures of it, and it's pretty strong. So as I'm eating it, you guys just check in on me. Make sure I'm <laughs> doing all right as I'm eating this delicious, healthy salad. It's so beautiful. Okay, tell tell us what's in here, Gigi. Okay, so you have... Um, you have- Chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds. You have pecans, almonds, walnuts. Um, we have chicken with yours, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, mixed greens. Oh my God, it's so good. Thank you. Yep, that, that's the so triple berry salad. It's, you know, it's very healthy. It's a lot of antioxidants from the berries. Lots oh of my really God. good omega 3. It's so omega good. Fats. It's so good. And what kind of bread is this? That is a rosemary potato bread. Oh, it's so good. Thank you. Oh my God. So let me explain that back in, I think it was November, there was a tea party at a golf course in Flint. And I went, at that time, I was the cannabis, um, Michigan Cannabis Industry Association membership director and we go to this tea party we get all dressed up and we're having these gorgeous little pots of tea and little quiches and little desserts and little little bowls of nuts and little and every bite I took, I was like, what is going on? This is the best day of my life. <laughs> Thank you. And some of them and so after a while I could not take it anymore and I went in search of Gigi and I busted into the kitchen. I'm like, where's the lady that's making this food that's changing my life? She was like, um, she's trying to serve a whole banquet. And I'm just like, I just wanted to meet you because this is the greatest thing. People only ever make sweet things and this is the best. And it was so, such a wonderful day. And you just did that again for the Cannabis yes. Convention up yes. north, right at yes, Shanty Creek. Yes, yes. Oh, girl. Yeah, we had a ball, and for there, I made um, actually made infused petifors. Oh, girl. Which, oh, they were absolutely delicious. With um, uh, did like a lemon curd petifor, and I did a, a strawberry and cream cheese petifor. Oh, and they were the perfect little lady cakes for the tea party. You know, it was, oh, went fabulous with all of the food. Well, I want more of this in my life. Like I've been, <laughs> like people go, oh, I can get you candies, I can get you gummies. I'm like, sure, but this like microgreens nuts. Well, that's why I brought you ladies some extra dressing so you can mm. take that dressing home and you can put that on whatever other salad you want to make at the house. Yeah, cereal and then tea bread. Don't make me gay, y'all. Gigi is gonna make me gay. Remember the night that T Barb fell madly in love. I'm over here. I'm like, I just want to stare into your eyes. Grind 
is so good. Yeah. It's so good you'll forget that it's medicated. And uh-huh. then you know you're on cloud 25. I know. You know? Thank you. Thank you. I know. You know, um, and then uh, another thing with, with, with yours, um, this is a this is the vegan version. So of course we have the vegan mozzarella and we have the chickenless uh, cuts that that are done in a, a ginger soy. So that way you know because sometimes you know when when you get certain plant based things you taste it right away and it just it just doesn't have that flavor. So you really have to. Oh, and so, so I, I, I cooked it down in a nice in a nice vegetable broth and my soy mm, and my ginger. Added everything so to it to it caramelized to give the the chicken uh, chickenless. Strips of flavor, you know, flavor. And another <laughs> thing, too, what I love about this is that a lot of times, because I eat a lot of different salads, and salads can be so bland. You know what I mean? Some people say, okay, well, we just got spring mix. Boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. Put some ranch on it or put some <laughs> oh, wild yeah. A little, little you know, cucumber, a little tomato. Listen, sure, sure. Not you creative. have strawberries, blueberries, walnuts. We still have a protein in there. The bread pairing with the salad. I might marry this bread. I'm going to propose to this bread. So you're making a sandwich out of your uh, the chicken, the bread, and then, oh my God. It's, no, no, and no. it's beautiful. And on top of and that. it's pretty. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. The presentation is beautiful. So I, I even love the container. Here, you can give him some more of this one if you want. Do you want some okay, more? Yeah, here, here. Because he done tore it up. Now, come on. Don't be over there hitting the key five minutes later. And, after you and he had he had a, a chocolate peanut butter hot fudge sundae as an appetizer. Really? <laughs> yeah. When I got here, he was having that. So we're actually doing a show. It's called Reads and Weeds, where we read books and, and talk about cannabis. And um, this is a t- super dream crew right now because I wanted... Um, Gigi to be on the show for so long and at first she recommended a book called Why We Can't Sleep and because it it was in the middle of the pandemic and everything I was kind of like okay we'll do that book and I ordered it and then I thought and I'll tell you this now Gigi I'm so grateful that you changed the book and invited T-Barb because Faith Over Fear was so much more positive to read than Why We Can't Sleep I was like I, oh, there's more bread. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, so, so the the uh, keep it coming. Keep you know what? You want to be modest, coming. but the food is so. Have you ever had some food so good that you want to be modest? And you embarrass like, oh, yourself. You know. I embarrass myself. It's running like, down my face. Bring it it's on. Like, I can be yeah. in the car. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring we, it on. This farm where I've been working, like we have been doing six a.m. shifts. And so the first time we started doing it, these are all kids who, like, do not like 6 a.m. You know, they usually see it coming from the other side. So the first day we did it, I made biscuits and brought honey butter and country ham. Mm. And we were stupid eating those. You know, we're just standing there like, ah, because we've been working from 6 to 8 already. Mm. So good. Okay. So the book, um, Why We Couldn't Sleep, was about, like, all the things there are to worry about and hormones and all kinds of things. But T-Barb's book... It was a midlife crisis It was book. a midlife crisis book. And it I was really like, was. you know, I don't think I can read that right now. Like, I think it's <laughs> too real. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny because after I chose that, yeah. and um, I went ahead and, you know, I was thinking... Well, you know, uh, that would be a whole other side of Chef G. Maybe we really don't <laughs> yes. want to talk about that, you know, yes. because it was oh so much. God. Yeah, it, it was, was about so yeah, the reason why women 
in their middle ages. Yeah. Um, you know, they've put up with so much shit and now they can't sleep. So let's talk about, you know, it was yes. just like, hey. yes, it was too heavy for me. I think I was in a mood when I yeah. first picked that book. And then, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, it was like right before that time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. af- after, you know, I was like, oh. Oh no! No, oh, no I don't no. want to talk this about that. Terrible. Terrible. This is sad. <laughs> I was like, this is, oh my god, this is not good. Uh uh-uh. uh, no. <laughs> I was like, this is a whole fucking downer right uh-huh. here. Uh huh. No, you and know? I was like, okay, well, if she wants to read that, I can power through it. But I'd also put a couple other. <laughs> I wanted to be open minded about it, but I also had a couple other heavy books on either side of that. You know, I was like, I need a light. You know, something right. fun and silly. <laughs> to, and, and not that this is silly, but faith over fear, I'm like, oh, that's already well, a catchphrase. You know, that's already all me. Like, I'm already on board with faith then, over know, fear. I was going to say, you know, I, um, I recently did a, a T-Barb's radio show. And you know, you know this. This is the promotion queen over here. You know, and she's like, in my book, in my book, look right over here. Right over, right over, right over. You know, and so I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, okay. Shit, I want to see. Now I want to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then so you know, after picking that real, you know, Debbie Downer book, I thought, okay, I have to rebound with something fantastic. And it was also a way to incorporate women from Detroit doing the damn thing. Okay, oh, it, was, it, yeah. it was it was perfect. It's like this is a local artist. Why not take that? And you know, use it to, you know, see what she's got going on. And the mm-hmm. book is the book is, it's it's phenomenal. It really, I mean, I think everybody should read this book. It, it is such an inspiration. It, it just makes you you connect so much. Like now, when I look, I can't even look at this woman. I'm like, oh my god, I'm just <laughs> seven, seven, can you, you know what I mean? So it's like. <laughs> Well, okay, so so I'm going to build up T-Barb a little bit. So T-Barb, who I knew through comedy, and you know what's funny is I just did a show with Cynthia Shelby Lane. Okay. And I just did a show with Heather J. Okay. Like my last two shows, we did Heather J's book, we did Cynthia Shelby Lane, and she was like, if T-Barb comes on, Cynthia says, if T-Barb comes on, I would love her, I love her. And then, <laughs> and then this came up so quick yesterday, I was like, shoot, I feel like there's other people that we could be hanging out with, but it's too oh, much, you oh, know? Oh, this could be a whole fucking like well because because well Heather was in LA at the time but now she's here she's okay. visiting and her book was great and what was, I don't know if you've read her book but it was fun too because of the here's all my Detroit characters and here's all my Detroit vibe and all this kind of stuff and if you read that book and you're in this area, you're like, I know every single person in this book that she's talking about. I can picture every single person. Right, right. And so reading this book, which I read twice. I read it right when we were first going to do it, and then I read it again yesterday. And so the subtitle is, it's Faith Over Fear, Tales of a Retired Hood Rat, which is a hilarious title. But it's hilarious and inspiring. The title is hilarious and is inspiring. Hey! hey. Um, and she is also a... Uh, radio host. What's the name of your radio show? Uh, Retired Hood Rat Morning Show. <laughs> Retired Hood Rat Morning Show. And where can people hear that? They can hear that on The Streets Radio. The Streets which, Radio. Yeah, okay. which the app is Streets with a Z space 313. So we uh, do that show. I'm live with it every Monday and Friday from 9 to 12 now. Okay. Um, you can hear it all week, but I'm live 
Monday and Friday from 9 to 12. Cool. She's also a comedian. Yes, I am. Yes. And I'm sorry, I was so busy stuffing my face. I feel, <laughs> that's the only thing about the when we have the weeds and reeds and actual food. And I knew it was going to be so good that I kind of really saved my, mm-hmm. like, I didn't eat a lot today. Yeah, right, right. So I'm like, the only reason I put my fork down now is to actually participate. Right. Because <laughs> that's that. I'm just afraid. I have a whole hour of me. I'm going. afraid because normally I just dig in and chow a salad. But knowing what we're dealing with, you know what? Okay, what's great about knowing how strong the dressing is is this: is that it makes me be less of like an insane caveman while eating. Because normally, <laughs> right, right? You're like, ah, ah, ah. normally yeah. I'm a crazy. So I'm going to be dainty. Just that's what's so crazy dainty about, about it. it so. um, and what's so dangerous about Chef Gigi. Ooh, um, so first, since we're, thank you, ladies, for all of the wonderful things you said yes. um, about the book. Um, the book was just a labor of love for me. It's something I always wanted to do, kind of mm-hmm. like how I ended it. I don't want to give it away for the people who haven't read it, but um, just the way that I ended it. And um, I, like you said, I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing... I didn't want to be ashamed of anything, and I also wanted to use it to possibly empower the next person, because I think that a lot of times when we see people that are comedians, that are Mm -hmm. chefs, that are radio hosts, things like that, people never get the backstory. They just see what they see as the Mm -hmm. glamour in that Mm -hmm. moment. So when Chef Gigi is putting down this amazing food, they see her as, oh, this amazing chef. She's won all these awards. Our Detroit. They don't see you know, my burn up ass arms, my feet that, you know, look like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> because you put up that, you. it's Thank not you. your clients or the customer's job to feel that, but they need to know what's going on for somebody who aspires mm-hmm. to do something. Because people just think that we're in this era of microwave success. Where it's yeah. almost like you don't see anything. All you see on Instagram it's or perfection. Facebook is, yeah. I got a 550 Benz and I'm getting money and I got $10,000 in my lap right now and you poor. Right. You don't see that. At one point, they didn't just walk out and have all of this. So I wanted to be one of the real people um, that was transparent. And I feel like if you can watch me from the beginning to wherever I end up at, you'll say, damn, I was there with her. Damn, I read the book. I I saw that she had a lot of struggles. And by me coming from the type of background that I did, especially after I got a couple degrees, I noticed people didn't really, they didn't think that. You know, I'll get people say stuff like, you wouldn't understand. You know, you're here. And I'm like, hold on, boo. Read the book. Read the book. No, you don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand how hard this can be. So, um, that's that's one of the reasons um, why I wanted to um, write the book. And I'm glad that it's being received well. I didn't want to write anything too long for my first book. A lot of times I think people make that mistake of making a 300. Because it's going to be some typos, yeah. Eric. It's so my tell first me, one. Tell me, right. tell me about the process. Like, when did you start? When did you stop? Was it just kind of stream of consciousness? Did you self-publish? Did you get help? Like, what... Tell me about your process. Were you blogging already? What What was the deal? Um, so I wasn't blogging already. I, I mean, I've done a few little pieces, um, but um, I did self-publish, but I self-published with the help of my vision studios, um, mm-hmm. like my management team, Donnie Armstrong, um, who I, is just like an angel that just dropped out the sky for me. Oh, wow. And um, I'm going to tell you, I had been saying I wanted to write a book for the last 10 years. 
Okay. I had a lot of people around me that convinced me that my story was not special, um, that it was no different from the average story. Nobody wants to hear that type of thing. And I fed it. I mean, I ate it for a long time. Yeah. And then um, I had wrote it. And actually, um, I started dating a guy, not dating him anymore. But he was like, let me read what you wrote. So he just kept kind of was a professional guy. And um, that's why I say people can be in your life for a reason or a season. Because I feel like without him kind of saying, mm-hmm. yo, what you writing? I'm like, this little book, he like, well, let me read it. And so he read the book. And I want to say like a week later, he came over to my house and said, can we talk about it? And I said, and he had all this stuff color coded. He had a question about this. He wanted to know about this. And he was like, yo, we need, we got to move with we're doing this. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. That and so really after um, I talked to a few people I know that had written, wrote books and asked them their process, and they were like, well, you need three people. So I found those people. We edit, edit. And then I gave it to uh, to Donnie at Mind Vision. Um, Donnie Armstrong over at Mind Vision. Shout out to uh, Donnie. Donnie. I gave it to him. We formatted the book. And then one day I came into the studio and we were, pl- were planning on publishing. And he said, here you go. And he handed me the book. Oh, wow. I was just bawling. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Really? Yeah. Like you handed him your digital. Yeah. Well, right? we had, you know how you plan on doing yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I'm so used to people playing around. Oh, and yeah. I to them and they ain't Some people much. just talk. Just talk. Like, we're going to do this big thing. We're like, okay, okay. I'm ready to be scheduled. I'm ready. For an assignment or a deadline or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready. But let me know. You know, and when somebody just goes, shows up and, like, supports you, mm-hmm. it's everything. And, and it's that's everything. how it went about. So, actually, um, the copy that you guys have, I feel like it's going to be a collector's one day because the next reprint, I'm going to be changing, like, some names and different stuff. Because okay. as a new author, I didn't think, well, maybe this person don't want that. <laughs> Right. Name in my book. You know? <laughs> what if I get sued one day? Let me change it right, to Angel right, or something. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you read the original book, you know the real names, but the next, the next. <laughs> I mean, that is something to consider. <laughs> Possibly. I know. My right, sister was right. like, "Oh well, I might not have wanted it." Like maybe I didn't. That really... is funny. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, you mean Mary? <laughs> Your <Yeah>. sister Mary, <laughs> who and I now know." Because right, right. I've read it twice. <laughs> yeah. Mary. She, yeah. If she was listening, she would be like, see? <laughs> see, everybody remembers Mary, your sister. Right. Oh, yeah, I talk about her so much. And I was even thinking about my best friend. But it's positive, though. She's a probation officer now. Oh, and my I'm God. Talking about. So it's not right. a big Doing thing. Doing hood rat shit. Yeah. Right. And she's over yeah. here like <laughs> You're like, you think people don't know you're a hood rat? <laughs> may as well. They may as well. So, okay. So, um, I can't get over how good this, like, I'm already a person who goes like, oh my God, this food is so good. Like about everything, uh-huh. about like basic French fries or anything. But this salad really is so good. Thank it's you. Ridiculous. So good. <laughs> it's it so is fresh so good. And, and lovely. It's and not soggy. Container is cool even. Yeah. It's like, Thank you. Yeah. You know, and this might sound like a little out of the way or whatever, but I, I would like to think it has to do with the simple fact that when, when I'm cleaning and washing, I literally meditate over oh, yeah. um, all of the food before I prepare it. 
I, I steal I, it, girl. I transfer my I, my positive energy. This is like when, when people work with me, they, they would they be like, "Dang, she don't want you to." Talk. No, I don't want you to talk. I, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I need I'm to talking focus. to the food. I yeah. am into you know. Yeah, put on the air conditioner. I'm like, no, no, no. You're gonna mess up with the flame and the temperature. If <laughs> yeah. we sweat and suffer, the food will fucking taste better. Yeah. Okay, this is what we gotta do. We are pouring our souls yeah. into these plants. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> today, this morning, this morning, I work, I worked with these, I work with these teenage dudes, and you know, we're always messing with these big, huge. And every morning when I get to the field of like plants, I'm like, hey, ladies. Hey, ladies, and I'm touching them all and like, oh, what's this? What's this, ladies? And today, and you know, the other guys are used to me. One guy's like, they ever talk back to you, Shelly? They ever gotten so high they talk back to you? I'm like, they do. They're communicating with me. They're like, hey, hey. Uh (laughs) Yes, they do. They do talk back to me. So there, they communicate with their spirit medicine. They do. They Um, They have energies. And you can tell when some of them are like, I need love. Uh, <laughs> you need to come over. Water, I'm right? working on my garden now, and I notice I've been doing that. And my son's like, you're so weird. And not only am I talking to him, I'm talking to him like they're a baby. Hey, little oh, baby. Oh, yeah. So Good morning, ladies. And I kiss them. Attention. They need yeah. attention. They mm-hmm. really do. I love them. And they're just so, like, resilient and <laughs> flowy yeah. and mighty and everything. Oh, yeah, it's um, awesome. In the, in the salad... Like we have like the hemp seeds and stuff, you know. That's like really, uh, it's it's rich in healthy fats and essential fatty mm. acids. It's a great source uh, for protein, vitamin E. Um, you know, it helps with like you know reduce the risk of heart disease, omega six and three. The pecans have like the anti-inflammatory zinc, magnesium. Um, you know, strawberries with vitamin C. Again, those are good for heart health, blood sugar. You know and Again, you know, each each individual fruit and um, component has its own terpene profile as mm-hmm. well. Here we that go. Also helps accelerate mm-hmm. and help you to f- mm-hmm. brings on di- like different ones, like the you know the strawberries. Uh, they can help you, you know, with anti-inflammatory, but also they induce relaxation and things like that because of the oh, different yeah. terpene uh, profiles that are that are. It's interesting know, because I, I've realized. And this is something I only started learning in the last three years. I would hear terpenes, and I would be like, oh, that's a cannabis, something in cannabis. But it's like, no, terpenes are in every they're, they're kind of plant. They're naturally occurring in terpenes. food, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Occurring, Lemons right. and limes, and yeah. Right. And, and, and these are the things, like we were explaining uh, last weekend up north about you know, the entourage effect, you know? Okay, you have this specific strain, but it's these terpenes yeah. that have their own properties that accompany the strain that help bring on that particular feeling that you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Um, um, so this is what we like to do with cannabis food. Oh, yeah. Um, Have people already, I'm sure, because I like talking about books, and I mm-hmm. think you probably know what I'm going to ask you. But Yes, I am writing one. Yay! <laughs> you're writing a cookbook. You know what, Gigi? You would have to um, write a book. And the reason I say that is, even like, because I'm doing a cookbook right now, like a vegan, just a simple mm-hmm. thing, because I mm-hmm. think a lot of people think that, like, I, that's why I love the fact that most people who do medicated food don't do vegan. They right. won't do vegan. They'll say or no. Or even healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're I healthy. I even do vegan oil-free. We're, oh. Ooh. Alkaline, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you the, you the truth. I think, but I think that people need that. And that's what made me even do the Hood Rat Kitchen. You know, just a couple recipes because people make it so trivial when they act like they don't know that potatoes are vegan. Right. Rice 
is right. vegan. It's Olive oil yeah. is vegan. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just so make it seem things. like it's just all salad. I eat no. salad on no. the salad. Yeah, so many yeah. things. Even though this is a hell of a salad, y'all. I'm sorry. That's because um, this ain't I don't salad. know if you've noticed. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's become more and more apparent, especially in the last year, but a lot of Americans are really stupid. <laughs> so I think that's one problem is we don't know anything about food or terpene because that's not what we're learning. That's not what we're being taught. That's what we're Absolutely thinking about, not. but it's yeah. so important. And that's the thing, okay, like with writing a cookbook, all right? Um, the hard thing about it is, okay, so I've started a couple actually. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to do one about um, terpene pairings and cannabis and food oh and, and what God. to pair with. So, and, and, yeah, then, and then I want to do... Terpene? Oh, yeah. Great question. Okay. I was just going to say, because I wait, feel wait, like wait, behind... Hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I, I want to um, know what a terpene is. And then the other, the, the other, um, the other cookbook... Um, is about different cultural recipes that I have that, that really started me um, off. And then I want to, you know, talk about, I have one that I want to do with about cooking with concentrates because a lot of people think that I'm using like bud and ground up flour and trim yeah. Yeah. and I'm not. And a lot of people, they're starting to get familiar with concentrates like mm-hmm. distillate and RSO and other forms, you know, rosin and stuff to cook with. Yeah. But um, like when I teach my classes, that's what I teach. I teach uh, cooking with concentrates. And Wait, so, so how can people sign up for said class? Well, right now, those are on the, on the back burner, oh. but I will do private in-home courses, and we're developing Ooh, that. You okay. can get, you can, like, if you're already familiar with cannabis yeah. um, and you want to learn some recipes that incorporate it, yeah. I can definitely come and do a private class for that. <laughs> However, <clears throat> um, we're looking at doing more, like, certification courses. Okay. Okay. Okay, I like am like, you're like you're with me for like three months, and we you know top to bottom. I'm and on your waiting list officially. I have a few chefs that really need to sign up for that. That have I would like to do that it. Would really benefit from learning because that's why I asked what that is because I know that you have so many different cooking methods, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't up on that. They just right. think that you ground some weed up, you know what I mean, and you yeah. cook with it, not knowing about. <clears throat> So, okay, so back to your question. You were asking me earlier about terpenes. These are aromatic compounds found in many plants. Though many people commonly associate them with cannabis because of cannabis plants contain high concentrations of them, these aromatic compounds create the characteristic scent of many plants, such as cannabis, pine, lavender, as well as fresh orange peel, lemon peel, things mm. of that nature. Okay. So that, that's what the we're talking about. Stuff. Right. So so there you have like four or five books that have all been halfway started. Get right on it, girl. I know you're not very busy. I know you're You know what? I'm on it with you, Gigi. I am listen. I am on it with Gigi. I am gonna help set up these cannabis classes because baby, I damn near feel like I need to go get a second job no, I'm ready. so I can afford to eat Gigi also food want, every day. I also wanna do a high tea book. Oh, girl. With all of the pairing of the finger foods, yes. the different pedophores, the different teas. Can I be in it wearing ridiculous over-the-top high tea <laughs> yes. hats? Like yes. a million. Have a high tea hat. <laughs> when I went to the first one, I wore this tight kind of black-blue velvet dress with birds. Mm-hmm. And like we really did it up that day. 
Like me and my friends really dressed up that day for the high tea. It was awesome. We took, they had that photo booth. Yes. Oh, yes. It, it was, was so nice. fun. Why wasn't I invited? I wasn't a part of the cool kids. No, yet. it was just like, you know what it was? It was a, like a cannabis business networking event, mm-hmm. but it was also mm-hmm. this educational panel. Um, and it was, you know, a chance to showcase her and a chance for this educational panel to, to do, do their thing in networking. So it was, you know... Sometimes you don't know how big you can make those things yeah. because sometimes it's all cool right. and everything goes fine. And sometimes you're like, what the hell were we thinking having yeah. a huge yeah. cannabis right. event? Right. Right. Maybe we should rein it in a little What's bit right. and not Gigi? get too... Oh, this right here, I was going to say, I don't know if you ladies smoke. Do you ladies smoke? Uh, yeah, I tried to bring you guys that? my three favorite strains tonight and we ran out of pre-rolls and I'm oh, bummed. Oh, okay, but well here. For you, oh, what is this? This will go wonderfully oh, with your I meal. love oh, it. Oh, wow. This is also oh, you have trees oh, that you no, pair with the meal. Oh, no, it's a dipstick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a dipstick, for those of you guys it. who don't know, a picture like a, a, a cylindrical parfait, like layers of different types of mm-hmm. cannabis rolled up together. That's what this is? Yes. So what it is, is it, it's moon rock, okay? And you the, the strain you have is Oreos times meat breath, and that has moon rock in it which is basically cannabis with either wax or distillate covered and that's rolled into a keef and that's stuffed into the um the palm leaf then out on, the, <laughs> on the outside they um, yeah. put distillate and then dip that in keef and it tests out then, at about 42 percent and then they sprinkle it with magic Dust and unicorns. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's out this of control. Looks and these are usually what we um, serve uh, at some of my dinners or at some of wow. my private events with the meals. So okay. different strains oh. and stuff like that. And so after the meal, do you all go back? Does everybody go back to their car and get out little like nap mats? <laughs> Just roll them out. <laughs> usually they Uber. You know, usually people do so Uber. Yeah. A lot of people really do um, like to like. I just, here, let me see if I can find the actual comments. I just did a, a two-person in-home private dinner for their um, Ooh. for their. I birthday. want an in-home private dinner. <laughs> now I ain't got nobody to have one with. For their we'll birthday. We'll have a little, little yeah. gathering. Little Slash gathering. anniversary. Yeah. And, um, let me see here. These are the comments. And, and for one, she, um, she commented two days later. So let's see. Okay, um, okay. And oh wait, uh, before I say two days this later, too, her comment was still high. <laughs> well, well, I was pretty much. But, but, but what I was going to say too was that, um, you know, we do microdose. So I don't want people to think that like I'm over heavy handed or sure, like, sure. Overdose. No, no, no. No, it's exquisite. Everything we do is microdose unless you request otherwise. Well, right. her boyfriend at the time he's telling me, well, I'm used to 500 milligrams. So I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Shoot, we're going to exceed that. Is that okay with you? He said, <gasps> oh yeah, that's what I. Okay, so here's the comment. Oh, here's the comment God. two days later. Okay. It says, thank you so much. <laughs> Hi, time stop cannabis <laughs> chef Gigi. We woke up still out of it and slept with our clothes on <laughs> with a big laughing faces. Never made it to watch anything. Because, you know, they had all these plans. And I was just sure. laughing. I'm like, you ain't doing shit. Right. <laughs> I was like, we're going to go dancing. out the door and I had like an evil laugh. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't doing shit. They're like, first we'll have dinner, then we'll go dancing, and then we'll take a walk. Yeah. You're like, I think you'll just have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I think and that's then, what you're so funny is. because I, it was like, I, I came back with the dessert, which is a red velvet cupcake, by the way. And I came oh, back with this dessert. Damn. And when I turned around, 
the man was gone. He had just got up and just walked to the back, to the back, you know. Floated away. <laughs> like, just yeah, floated yeah, he away. Much, oh, my God. Yeah, and that was like, you know, but... That, it was a really great night. Um, we had, uh, I had a, I did a peach cobbler because you're talking about the oh the the, um, the drink that you have, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I had a pineapple OG drink. So what's that drink? This that one is having? this one is pear. So this is um, Rock Buds Dizzy Pear, and this is a 30 milligram bottle. But what I like to do is take a drink like this, like a lemonade, and distill this in a big pitcher. So when people come over to my house, mm-hmm. I serve little like lemonade drinks, right. and all nice of them just drink. have a little, a little nice a little, little buzz. Yeah. Well, what yeah. we did <laughs> was we had <laughs> we had the ninety milligram pineapple OG. Oh my god! And we split that in two, and we um, put it with our uh, peach with the peach crown royal. Oh, okay, so now we're cross-faded, okay? Oh and then God. we had it, but th- this is what's great, is we steamed, you know, of course, I made um, a peach cobbler, like um, the, the fruit, the compote, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I put that within the drink, and then, of oh course, on the outside of the rim was dipped with caramel and all the peach cobbler crust. Oh. And, you know, because they, he, they were from cobbler. Georgia, and they, they were like, we want some, so I, you know, I made candied yams, mac and cheese, and they oh. wanted all of these flavors. And the peach cobbler drink really with the cognac and it just... That was like the sledgehammer to the head. And that was the starter. That was the <laughs> no, starter. No, What? Listen, that Gigi was the came went to um, my radio show uh, at the Streets Radio Retire Her Morning Show. And so we're like, it's early. She's like, I'm going to bring you some peach cobbler. Oh, Lord. The peach oh, cobbler God. nachos. Yeah. The, oh, peach what? cobbler nachos. Yeah. Oh, what is that they even? They were like, oh, my God. They were like these cinnamon chips that were like so fresh. You ever had? Okay. So you know I what know it's what like when you chips. go and get a bag of Tostitos and you're like these. Okay. But then you know what it's like when you go to Fleming's and they've actually. Right. Fr- oh, my God. So fresh. Homemade ice cream. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. The Vegan. peach cobbler was not, you know how sometimes it can be just too thick and you're like, it's sucking my throat. This is yeah, too much. I like it really simple. I'm like oh a peach cobbler God. purist. When I say delicious and when it hit, because different edibles hit different. And, yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't like that harsh boom. I mean, not unless I've overdone it, like I need to probably put the salad down. Right. Um, I'm trying. I closed <laughs> mine. <laughs> like that was a strong enough you barrier. you fucking back with it. I, I see know. That. <laughs> <laughs> on my hands now. I'm sitting on my hands. This is probably the most ratchet interview I've ever done because it's like, instead of talking, I keep going eating food. Every time Gigi look over, like, say something, I'm like, and yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 If you're an aspiring radio child listening, uh, first of all, um, Make sure you have permission to listen to this much we talk. I but think, also, I think that shit's kicking in. What you think? You think you think it's kicking in over I there? I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it something yeah, when yeah. the edibles make you hungry, but the shit that you eat? I know, I know. Well, this is, is what I need to say. So I'm going to take a oh, hold on a second. I just realized that before I get too high, I wanted to talk about two like kind of really important things that I learned yesterday, and I don't want to forget it. I was like, this is important. This is important. So real quick, cannabis news: the Moore Act. If you're listening to this and you don't know what the Moore Act is, first of all, uh, a lot of people are pissed off in our country right now because of um, everything from the fallout of the drug war and, and police brutality and all this stuff. And a lot of police 
wrongdoing has to do with the drug war and shit being illegal that never ever should have been illegal in a cash society that never had to be a pure cash society and guns that never needed to be there because it's a plant. Mm -hmm. It's just a plant. So one thing to know is that the Moore Act is being voted on by the House and that would deschedule. It would take cannabis off the schedule. It would not no longer federally. Mm-hmm. federally. It would deal with expungement federally. So the MORE Act is a big deal. And you hear people who've been in the cannabis fight for years and years and years say things like, well, maybe it'll pass the House, but then it'll be, probably just sit on the, the Senate. Right. And then Mitch McConnell will never put it up for a vote because he'll just leave it sitting there because that's what he does. And the banking thing isn't moving forward. It's like, okay, wait, though. Let's tell people to bombard their senators because the descheduling and expungement would have such a massive repercussions mm-hmm. and like it's worth talking about over and over and over. Right, so right. the more act, if you're out there and you're listening or you, you're in this room and you're listening, anybody that you can tell to look up the more act, to find out who their house rep is, who their senator is, is and call them. M-O-R-E. Okay. M-O-R-E. And, uh, yeah, so picture if suddenly, federally, like there was no, like... It's time mm-hmm. to go hop on them stocks, guys. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but also, but also it, the, the massive, the massive damage that scheduling mm-hmm. cannabis and making federal legal, the fallout is, there's no way you can overstate it, right? There's no way you can overstate it. And we did Smoke Signals, a book about the whole, like, you know... Criminalization of cannabis and political fallout, all that stuff. Probably about this time last year, and Smoke Signals is a book you can read, learn more about the MORE Act. Anyway, call your senators, call your reps, everybody. Just encourage them to get it on the desk and put it up for a vote because it would be a dream come true. So that's thing one. Thing two, um, there's a Native American community called Bay Mills. Mm, And we, I met Whitney Gravel, who's the in-house counsel yesterday. And if you don't know what that is, they're, they tried to make a compact with the state so that they could have their own like cannabis situation, but also work with the state. And they kept bringing it up and bringing it up and it would never kind of go anywhere. So they're like, fine, we're going to be sovereign. You know, we're going to just make our own way of doing cannabis. So we talked to her last night and she said, Somebody asked the question like, well, how do the people in business, how do the people, how do you guys feel about it? Does it seem like it? I'm like, no, go for it. Mm -hmm, Do it better than the country's doing it. Do it better than our state's doing it. Do it a completely different way. I was wondering what took so long. Yeah, do it a completely different way. Yes, do it. Do it where you just trade for other shit. Do it where everybody gets given seeds for Christmas. Like right. I want do it, you want to do, do it, it yeah. so differently that we all go, shit, why didn't we do it that way? You know, do it. So anyway, those are the two things. Whew, got through it. So find out about the Moore Act. <laughs> Pay attention to Bay Mills community. If you're commu- it, they, they do have Facebook and all that. Whitney Grabell told us what those things were yesterday, but I wrote it down somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know where I wrote that I'm on down. That I'm on that. And I didn't yeah. know about it, so I will be um, looking that up because I consider my show kind of like the ghetto NPR. Yes. I love right, NPR. Right, right. Yes. I try to bring all those those issues to my listeners. So yes, I'll definitely yes. be um, tapping in about that. Yeah. What I'm trying to do, here's something. If you're listening or you're in this room, you want to jump on this bandwagon, 
because I've heard so many people kind of have this like, oh, well, we've been working on that for so long. It's this kind of like heartbreaking, like, no, we we need like a second string to come in and relieve you guys. Because right, like, right. so I want to start making little videos that just say, hey, the more acts coming up and it would change mass incarceration and it would change how many crimes there actually are. And it would change the fear of being caught with a plant. I mean, like it would change so much and people need to talk about it more. And then maybe just a little like that long of a video, 15 seconds, whatever. And then here's a little link that says, here's how to find who your senator is and target all those states that have like ass backwards well, laws right now. people need to know now. who their senators are and not to control. People need to know yeah. who their senators are mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah. And I think that that could be tied in with so many different issues. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's that's one of the, the major problems right now. It's not always the top, top we have to worry about. We have to worry about the people that we directly put in and that directly deal with us. Our senators and our congressmen. You know what I mean? Yeah. We should have some levy in that situation <laughs> because my taxes you know, pay your salary. Yeah. People just need to know. So, Well, I think we just forget. We forget, like, I hired you. I voted. I like, these are my texts. Like, I'm your boss. We. It's very easy to forget that they're supposed to be doing what we want. So, like, if a lot of people are protesting you mm-hmm. and they voted for you, you're not understanding leadership or, like, honesty. So we have to rouse people up and go, hey, hey. Remember, let's keep talking about it, keep talking about it, keep right, talking about it, right, keep talking about it, because right. it's, it matters to so many people. You have to live your life. You can't, like, you know, be angry all the time about it. But if you can tune in it just long enough to take action and say, hey, <laughs> you know, it's worth talking to your... Because a lot of people just don't call their reps and their representatives. They're representing right. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, right. they just won't call. People go, true. I don't know. Can you call? It's like, Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're supposed to lobby. You're right. supposed to call them because otherwise they can do whoever's this. They can listen to whatever the squeaky wheel is, you know. So, okay, news. <sighs> I talked about the news so much yesterday. I didn't want to talk about it that much how, today. How but are you guys I, feeling over there? How is I'm, everybody I'm doing? pretty high right now. <laughs> And I feel good slash slightly afraid. (laughs) Oh, oh, so you're on the edge. Yes. I'm I'm like, how how far is this going to (laughs) go? Should I be holding on to my chair? I was like, but you already are. You are literally over there speaking with with both, like like you're about to take off. Off the salad. Off the salad. Salad. That's a salad buzz, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So that reminds me that we're here to talk about this book. (laughs) We have, we referenced the book. We've referenced the book. We've talked about the book. We've talked about the writing of the book and the way the synergy of the the publishing help came together and that there's going to be a new issue and that she's named her sister Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Several times. Poor (laughs) Mary. I'm trying to so Okay, so I'm going to take a stab at, okay, so this is like a, a journey of personal faith that is also, uh, you know, an auto. It's her. It's autobiographical journey of building confidence and faith, uh, coming from being a self-described hood rat, yeah, and finding her confidence at these stages along the way. And she's writing about like 
this is the point when you're, you know, with people who maybe don't have your best interest in mind, when you can make a choice and say, hey, I maybe don't want to fight with you guys who don't even aren't even worth the fight or I, I, you know, or I don't have to want the same things as you want or whatever. And, and then she's, so it's little lessons along the way and her stories and everything. And, uh, and I'll just tell you one of the things that felt so like when, whatever you're holding onto, that's your hood, it's your neighborhood, whatever it is, maybe you're a small, but maybe you're a small town hick and that's what you're holding on to. Right, or maybe right. you grew up with a bunch of snobs and that's what you're holding mm-hmm. on to. And so you have this comfort zone with your, with your little neighborhood that you grew up in. Even if it's really bad, you're still, it's your place. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have this, you know, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina. And sometimes I think about, sometimes I think about some of the eras I went through and I'm cringing just like, Whoa, was was I just a I hick? Like, um, <laughs> in the book, I like how she basically was describing that, you know, um, a, like about like what a hood rat is and, and mm-hmm. what it entails. And that it's not necessarily, it. it's, not, it's not a racial thing. It's, no, it's no. It's not anything to do with gender. No. It is the things that you, that you do. That even, you know, like when she was explaining... Um, yeah. She was here. She is at the boarding school, you know, here, mm-hmm. in all of these, you know, upscale environments and Cranbrook just, and couldn't wait <laughs> to, you know, get to go do some brag. Shit, you yeah. Know? And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny is I see that when this, I think what really hit me about the book is I see that in a lot of people. And I like, yeah. especially let's just say in the cannabis community. Yeah. Okay. Here I am with ladies with, you know, oh, $50,000, $60,000 worth of jewelry on. Yeah. You know, fascinators. And they are ready to do some hood rat shit. They want to do some food. You know they what I mean? They are ready. <laughs> they want it That's so bad. <laughs> it's because they're like, wait, why did I stop living like that and start living like right. this? So Maybe this is boring and I really that, like that's that. That's what I really loved about the book is yeah. how she really put, you know, put that in, put emphasis on that and that it's really yeah. not a, you know, it's not a racial thing. It's not a, a gender thing. You know, it's, it's how you, it's how you do what you do. It's, it's how yeah. you move. And you could have, you know, so much, but it doesn't matter like what, what economic background you have or whatever. You want to do some, you know, some hood rash. Everybody yeah. want to do some hood rash. <laughs> and, and at the For end of the sure. day, um, I think that that's one of the things when I was writing a book that I wanted to demystify. So first off, when I stepped into the game, um, comedy entertainment, to even say hood rat, people are like, ugh, uh, right? Yeah, right? So despite the fact that the truth of the matter is, truthfully, mm-hmm. they love hood rat shit, they love Meg the Stallion, they love yes. popping their ass yes. and whap and yes. saying whap, and that's why when you go on and you post a selfie with a little bit of ass tooted up or that pretty face with a little bit of cleavage, you get a thousand likes, but when you go on there uh, fully clothed in a rain jacket, you get mm-hmm. 50. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, just it is mm-hmm. what it is, and I think that One thing about my journey and my evolution as a person, which is what I talk about in the book, essentially, is that it's taken a lot of uncomfortable situations and just honesty with myself. So the honest to God truth is, no matter how I want to look at this or how you get people who they get a better lifestyle or they cross over 
eight mile or they feel like they have more mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they just totally negate or try to forget or try to act like they never went through that struggle. Mm-hmm. And only in acknowledging those struggles that you went to, through do I feel like you can really hit those heights. You need the height. Now, you can hit some heights. I'm not saying you can't hit them anyway. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. you really, really, really want to, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talk. I'm talking about internal success. Because mm-hmm. right. a lot of people that's rich that's not happy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Robin yeah. Williams killed himself. I mean, you see it all day, right. every day. Yeah. But when you hit that success where you already internally happy, you didn't let go mm-hmm. of all that mm-hmm. demons. You've come to terms. Nobody can say this. Because you know how sometimes people get caught in these scandal celebrities. Ooh, somebody going to come out and show my dick with a bubble on it. You know what I'm saying? And you <laughs> right, know, oh, right. everybody like, what? Right. <laughs> we don't want to see that um, or hear that. Me? Show my dick with a bubble on it. I, I think I don't think that's ever been said on this show. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> We're going to give you the first time anyone's ever said my dick with a bubble on it <laughs> award. I want to make it you know, everybody got a sex tape out. You know, yeah. I ain't going to stick and show that little bubble on his dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is I think about, like, some little kids think of becoming famous one day. Mm -hmm. And some other little kids don't think of becoming famous one day. But neither group does a very good job at realizing that the super dumbass things they're doing right now, if they become famous, will be out there. You know, it's like, wait, so you really wanted to be famous and you did that dumbass shit? Right. Well, especially this generation. Mm. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, we had a little more leyway. It wasn't camera was Yes. Oh, my God. Instagram, Facebook. Somebody I, really had to know somebody, and then they had to retell the story, and right, you never right. know. You could always yeah. deny that, like you know, and you probably lying. wouldn't believe them. Yeah. And now like, it's like, hold on, let me go back to Google. Let me check right. something. Right. 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 Story. Yeah. I got a it screenshot is such of it. A range, strange life. It's a strange it's, life, it's, but it's but it's the way that it is. And I'm and I'm really, I will say this. I'm so happy I didn't grow up in that. Me too. I would have went. Oh, my this. life would be so Thank fucked God. up right now. <laughs> I thank the Lord every day. Yes. Yeah. It's like, are there any videos of you, 20 to 25, Shelly? No, there are not. Very few even photos of the 20 right, to 30 Right, right. Just leave years. all that shit just out. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to do a blanket apology. <laughs> you know, and it's funny that you say that because I remember, um, you know, being, being that age mm-hmm. and... There'd always be some dumbass hanging around with a can, and I'd be like, "Put that fucking thing!" Down. I mean, like, <laughs> yes, there, I, yes. there, I wasn't like, "Oh, break, yeah, let's do some." No, 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 no. no, no Why no. do you have a camera? But back then, right. I remember I used to rap. So when we was in college, we would. My homegirl had a camcorder. She was from Oakland, or people had oh, a little couple dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. And we on there getting had in the motherfucking rapping. And bitches don't like <laughs> shit. Be back with some gangsters, you know. Right, right. That, right. Ju- that seems like that. Seems seems like an artistic endeavor. That seems like oh, you were actually we producing a, a show. No, somebody actually on Facebook actually sent me a video of myself um, dance because I used to go to this, this little dance show. Oh my to be god! On the, on the local. Oh, new dance show. 
Uh, it was called, it was CLC. It was the Teen Express. Oh my God. You were on Teen I'm, Express? I'm and I'm rocking that oh, shit. I'm getting it, girl. Oh my I'm, God. I'm oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably like 14, 15 years. You know, and there I so am. Cute. I remember being at the skating rink and, you know, my mom was doing my makeup and had little outfits and shit. I mean, I just thought it was together, you know, and I just, we were you were a star. You were oh, a star man. in the making. <laughs> You're like skating around like, I'm gonna be something someday. Yeah, so you know, it, it, it was a little uh, teen dance show that we used to do out there, and um, you know, like I said, that when I saw that, I, I mean, when literally when they sent it to me, I just, I kind of, I, I, I welled up a little tear because I was like, oh my god, look at before everything you fucked my life up. Look at you, you're so beautiful. <laughs> Call that motherfucker, man. you know. It's like, <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, yeah, no, it was um, it, it was one of those things, like you said. Like I'm just so glad there's not a lot more of that out there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just that one video. That's it. Thank oh God. shit, Ooh, me yeah. too, me too. Oh God, it's terrible. So why am I looking at this? This is not the because book. you're high. This is that's why. <laughs> that's why <laughs> you hit the nail on I'm the just, head. But you know what I love um, about this high? I, you know what I love about this high? I don't feel sleepy. I feel like happy. Oh yeah. Like I feel like or geez. out of control. And I it's feel like everybody Yeah, I feel I like I feel like, like everybody looks really good. Like you guys all look really Maybe everybody's <laughs> just really good looking. I'm just like but you know how sometimes you can I just... promise I didn't put any MDMA in. I promise. <laughs> sure. Speaking of hood rat shit. Right? He's like, I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyway, so, okay. Let's talk about, gosh, what do we even focus on here? Do we focus on New Orleans? Because I love New Orleans. We could do that. Is there any specific, like, era you want to focus on? Just, like, pluck out a story and tell us, um, tell mean, us why you put was, it in what there? What would you say your favorite part of the book was? Well, you know, I like the New Orleans part when you when you go to college because uh, I think almost everybody can relate to mm-hmm. you've only had one view of the world up until now. You know, like, this is your entire reality is these people on these streets right. doing these types of activities with these kind of family situations with this amount of money. That's my universe. And then you had to New Orleans and the climate's different and the people are different and there's not your regular people around and you're seeing le- different levels of success. Mm-hmm. And it's mind blowing the first time you move at 18 or whatever, you just realize like, I don't know much about the world. You know, it's kind of a, a shocker. It was like that whole like a uh, different world era, you know, like when, yes. when those, when those shows were really, I loved that I mean, show. When I, when Holy I read crap. That, when I read that, that the section of the book, I was just like, wow. I mean, it was like, it came to life, you know, it just come to yeah. life, the, the whole different world. And just yeah. reading, yeah, just, just basically reading your, your experience, your transition, you know, from being here and going there and seeing everything in such a different light and then applying that to your life, but still want to do hood rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, so one thing about, somebody asked me, I probably could write 30 books and never have to, imagine anything because I've had what I would consider a colorful life, even up until yeah, yeah. where I am now. Yeah. Um, and being a person that, you know, came from two parents that were freshly, fresh out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know, they ain't even been out a minute. They in the program to go 
to a regular house together mm-hmm. in this program, and they really don't know each other. Yeah. And then they have a kid, not to mention all their other issues. It, there are a lot of issues that come with people being incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. That's why when you said that more act, I wrote that down because it does something to you. It does something to you that nothing else can do. It's a look. You are systematically changed. Yeah. You are systematically changed. Yeah. Yep. And then you yep. come out and you're trying to find out what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having a kid. You know what I'm saying? And that don't have nothing to do with whatever drug addiction addiction issues. I dealt with a lot of, you know, mental health issues. There were just a lot yeah. of things that I grew up with that I had to experience young. Yeah. And so then you take that and then you still, you couple that with your environmental issues. Luckily, our schools in Detroit wasn't as bad as they are now, not even halfway. Right. Mm-hmm. You had people that cared a little more. It was more mm-hmm. money flowing. Um, different programs, driver's training, you know, you had compact programs. And I was just fortunate enough to always be able to get in the program. And like in the book, I don't, I talk about my dad's son, but I don't really go into, which of course you'll probably hear later, Mm -hmm. go into a lot of things like as far as, because he lost his kidneys, I was nine. So my father, even though he had been in prison um, for eight years, I think Mm -hmm. um, he really was raised in private school. So my father is the only man I know that knows every word in the Bible. Mm-hmm. He was an atheist is the crazy part. But because he was raised in Catholic, he went to the poorest mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. He's back from where his grandmother would scrub toilets for them to go to private school. That's just the way she thought of it. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up getting into some little trouble. You know, drugs was really popping and booming back in the 60s and 70s. And mm-hmm. people taking party drugs and doing different mm-hmm. things. And he went to Vietnam. He was drafted. So when he came back, he said, all they mind was shit. We about to hustle, do little stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. End up going to prison. But he was always a business owner. He always was, you know, the man out here in these streets. Yeah. You know, semi-man or whatever. So he was really, would couple me a little more, like send me to classes and camps. And I, I believe it or not, I played the trumpet for six years. I can still play the trumpet right now. You know, Let's I do it, girl. No. Get it no, out. No, this is too fucking much. Now you, you do hot dogs. You're no, down. I know. You Trump and you fuck comedians. Oh my god! Can you do this? You know it would be so shit great. In my life. You know it's great. <laughs> you need three more jobs. Yeah, no, this no was shit. back then. I mean, I'm from Caribbean, the fourth to the tenth I always have like three or four jobs. It's insane. Why do we do that? It's crazy. Like to work because we're I do too. Well, no, but I when I think about like I wanted to ask do you still do hot dogs yeah mm-hmm. what when do you do it what well, is your schedule I, right like? now I do so I've done hot dogs for 15 years right and that means you your family has a hot dog cart and you have a certain couple places where you take it no, well for the okay so 15 years prior I was downtown it's Detroit. called delicious dogs delicious dogs <laughs> I was on Cadillac Square in Woodward so mm-hmm. I started off actually um, where townhouse is that was my first uh, corner for a year then Campus Marshes was one year old, and I moved over there. And I was on Cadillac Square in Woodward for 13 years. Wow. Then I moved to Randolph and Jefferson last year. And so, wait, so so one day, somehow, you're like, I'm going to have a hot dog. No, no, no. <laughs> when I was in college, yeah. When I, so my dad, I told you my dad, even though he dibbled and dabbled, oh, yes, stuff, yes. he was a drug dealer mm-hmm. when I was. So a couple of his homeboys, you know, 
they old school with it. Mm-hmm. So homeboy had a hot dog cart. I yeah, worked yeah. there in the summertime when I was in oh, college. Oh yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Okay. After I graduated from college, he wanted to retire. He called and asked me that I want to get it since I had worked there three years for him. Yeah. And I told him, yeah. No. So, so I took like... all the money that I had. I bought it. He gave yeah. me a truck. And he also showed me some stuff about licensing, introduced me to a few people. Yeah. And then I went ahead and I was licensed to run the same hot dog cart I worked on. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome. That's how I came. <laughs> and so it's just my family worked there. It's just a, a business that I've always kept. It's right. just something. It's I guess this way, I guess this the way a lot of people, because I'm thinking about my group of friends mainly. There's not one single person who just does one thing. They're always like, well, I have a dance studio, and also I'm a lawyer, and this is my grow. (laughs) These are my chickens. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, you realize that they got a trumpet major or something. So I feel like a lot of my people are are like this. Or or just just kind of super curious and into life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean... When you enjoy life and living it, uh, you, you just don't want to keep doing the same shit over and over. That's it's, true. It's you realize there's having... other fun shit to yeah. do. But I'm thinking like even the, those of us who like, we had this really funny discussion out there on the farm and somebody's like, I got to go. One guy's like, I got to go teach this college class. You know, so he's like changing out of his grubby yep. gardens yep. and getting ready to go like teach college. This girl also does some kind of job at U of M where she pretends to be... Um, patients like medical students mm-hmm. have to practice and so she's uh-huh. like an actress so she she gets this little dossier that says okay you're a you're a woman coming in who has a language barrier you, you know what I mean and she plays yeah. the part and ranks them how they do or whatever and um, everybody was going off to do these really weird things <laughs> You know, and I realized you just end well, up like, in I'm things. I'm going to come over here in the weed salad and do a fucking radio yes, show. Yes, exactly, yeah. oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, wow, why you talk about people doing right. I know. eating a weed salad I know. with dipsticks and books. <laughs> yeah. so, so you find you find out in the book that T-Barb had also, we've been talking about all these other things she does, she also had a whole career in social work, yes. in child yes. services, foster care, and adult <laughs> services, and she rose through those ranks. Like, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's that is, a whole yeah. thing. It's a whole thing. So it's like, um, it's, I'm telling you, that's why I said I could write book after book because, you know, I don't even get into the part that me and my family went on a talk show when I was in the eighth grade. Um, we went on cool. a Rolanda show. That was the first time my mother had ever been on a plane. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so oh, and what was it for? For your parents acting crazy. <laughs> You know, I will watch it. it. I want to go look it up. I'm going on YouTube right now. Oh my God. You find it. I will pay you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, did you answer an ad? No, no, listen. (laughs) So you know how you watch talk shows. Yes, yes. At the end, they be like, does your mother do this? Right, 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 right. You like, hell yeah. That's me. And at the time, my mother cussing me out like, bitch, you stupid ass hoe. And and it's like, does your mother do this? And then my mother be like, you stinking bitch. And you're like, yeah, she does. So what happened was I called the 1-800 number. I really called in the effort to get my mom to calm down. My mother would drink. She would do stuff. She would just go on this tangent. I dealt with like a lot of... um, just mental health because my yes, mother was yes. raised in foster care. Yeah. And so as a result of the way she was raised, she went to foster care when she was two years old. Mm. As a result of the way that she was raised, I kind of talk about it in the book a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. 
she had her own set of issues. Then mm-hmm. to go to prison, because my mother went to prison one, twice. My dad had only went the, the one time when they met. Um, but yeah, we went on there. And uh, I called the number, and my mother was in the background acting a fool, right? So, of course, they like, hell, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is good TV right oh, here, folks. Right. We're calling them up. So when they say, well, let me speak to her, we want to fly y'all out, I just hung up the phone. Because I'm just doing this, <laughs> scaring my mama got it all out. They called back. Oh, my God. My mama was like, shit, we going. I don't give a fuck. You started this. I'm like, <gasps> no. She like, yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> then she told them my sister had to come. So it was me, my Mary. sister, my mama, and my sister had to come. <laughs> Yeah, Mary. Mary. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she would be Mary. Mary. So, we went out there. So it's just so I'm many sorry, different Mary. things that I've done in my life like that has just been kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And so with the foster care piece, because my mother was raised in foster care, I wanted to be a foster care worker. I felt like if my mother would have right. had a good worker or a good system yeah. behind her, she would not have done or had to go through some of the things she did. So I I wanted to be, you know, you fresh out of college. Right. I'm a right, good rat, right. but I, you know, I got a few I'm little friends. I'm change now. the world. I done been in college. Yeah. We didn't do some stuff in college, though. We didn't got our, our college broom braided. We didn't did some little stuff <laughs> in college. We didn't have somebody steal our identity. The IRS that came oh and interviewed us. I mean, I almost got, uh, I was on academic probation my last wow. year. Wow. Sometimes so, I think that, like, I'll start, I'll, I'll hear something, a college friend posts something on Facebook, and I'll just think about us for a minute, and I'll think, like, I can't believe we didn't die. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we did so many stupid, like, I'm, 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 like, you know how you'll see scaffolding up? A, you know, mm-hmm. in this in the city, mm-hmm. if we found scaffolding, it was on. We're like, go, and we're right, getting up right, on top of buildings. Right. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of dangerous. Like, but we did all through college. I was like, I can't believe I lived through that either. I think we just slept on the beach that day. Where did everyone <laughs> go? You know, For like, real. yeah, or hopped in a car, got a ride. I mean, but it's yeah. been so many different um, situations. Um, that I feel like I've been in. So when I got out, I like I said, I still, you got to, of course, they got to get the book, Faith Over Fear Tells Me. Yes, yes. Right. yes. Go to the website, tbarbisfunny.com. It's a lot of things that I did. So I was happy when I got the job because it was another level for mm-hmm. me. It was something different. And it was my first time with some authority. So I did um, some years at a place called the Children's Center, three and a half years. Then I went over to the state. And the state is where I continued to do foster care. But then I wanted to transfer to Wayne County because even then I wanted to be a hood rat. I don't talk about that. <laughs> so even though now I'm a professional, I'm at another level. If I'm going to be doing the professional level, then I'd rather be in the hood doing it. Right, I didn't right. want to be in Oakland County with the love, White Lake and the Bloomfield. Send me back to the D. Right. So I ended up going back to Wayne County. That's when I started doing Children's Protective Services. I did that for seven years. Um, I've won the Governor's Service Award. I've been employee of the month a lot of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of my own money helping my clients. I've, I used to have a um, Halloween party just to adopt the uh, my my uh, clients and stuff like that. So I really put my heart into it, and I know that any of those kids, I was just a phone call away from foster care. I just happened to grow up on the type of block where they we a family, you know, they mm-hmm. whatever's lacking, they'll make sure I'm cool. But 
I knew that. And I'm like, I could be somebody that comes in and really saves somebody. But I've removed, I mean, I've had to remove a lot of kids. I've had to save a lot of kids. I've seen just as, that could be a whole nother book. I've right. seen kids hang themselves. I've seen kids, I mean, rape. I mean, it's just, it's bad out here for a lot of kids. And I feel like mm-hmm. in my work, I helped mm-hmm. a lot of people. Then I went over to work adult protective services. And it's sad the way that we treat older adults. Yeah. You know, we don't care. Nobody comes see them. So I've done all of those things. So it was a big transition for me to quit. That's, I think that was like my favorite thing about the overall book is the versatility. You know, that, that that's when, the other day when I told you and I said, you know, I, I feel like you should just, before you even do a show or anything, like everybody got to read the book. Because it's <laughs> like... Once you read this and you see how multidimensional, it's like, you know, you can meet somebody, do it like, I could go to your comedy show. Or like how I met you, I met you at the Mama Nandi event. Right. And um, you were doing um, I was vegan. doing a cooking yep. demonstration. Yep. What's, <laughs> ma- what's Mama Nandi event? I want to um, know what well, that it is. Was, it was a, oh, yeah, a Mother's Day event. Yet. And um, oh. Mama Nandi is here in Detroit. She actually has a cafe and a shop and everything. Oh, um, but it, it okay. was. It was an event, like I said. Um, she she had the uh, she was doing vegan cooking and stuff like that, and um, she had a one floor griddle and she made this beautiful food. It was, uh, it was spaghetti squash, and she had gave everybody a sample, and Ew, it was wonderful. It was so delicious, and I you know I went to her <clears throat> and approached her, excuse me, about you know coming to do maybe a, a event or something with me and whatnot, and. Then, you know, like I said, then I talked to her a little bit more, got on the, the show, just, just to see. Then yeah. I, I went to her show, and here we are, the, you know, the Hood Rat Morning Show, and uh, just to see her and so and learn some, just to learn such a small amount of time about yeah, yeah. her and the versatility. And then re- once I read the book, I literally, I, I wrote her a text, and I was like, I, I'm, fuck you, fuck this book. <laughs> you got me crying. I can relate to all this shit. Why? You know, I mean, because it was, it was, you know, like, like you said earlier about like knowing different people. Yeah. The, the lawyer that has the farm, has the pot shop, that has yeah, this, that has that. Yeah. It's pretty much like that's like what it was. Confer- it's, it's like you finally feel like you're you're meeting people that you can truly relate to because oh, they yeah. have. I mean, from, some people would go like, "Damn, that's she do." Wow, she do a whole lot. Of <laughs> she's shit. busy. But, but she's know, a busy gal, huh? A lot of times, <laughs> you you hardly. That's why I was telling her, you know, like, oh my god, I relate, because it's it's hard to find pe- people sometimes don't want to believe that you are that versatile, that you, that you are that multidimensional. They want to put you in a box. Oh, absolutely. Okay, real. they, they want to put you in this little tiny pigeonhole that they have for you. Yeah. I'm going to set you right over here on my shelf, and this is what you're for. And the and book... And they want and, you and, to do and, it, right, too. The, the, the book and, and her, just reading everything was like, see, she... Fuck the box. She broke the box. Mm-hmm. This is her. This is what she does. These are Hashtag all the different fuck things. Hashtag fuck the box. Right. Hashtag <laughs> fuck the box. You know what? However That's you want to take good. that, too. Because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she literally, it was like, and, and it, was, it just felt good because a lot of times, and that's how come I could relate to it. Um, if, if I tell people what I've done or what I... They think I'm fucking crazy. They think I probably yeah. smoked a little too much herb in my life. You know, yeah. They think I'm full yeah. of shit. You know, so to <laughs> read that... That there are so many other people out there that are so multidimensional. Oh yeah, and it's great. It's just great. to be able to relate. It's an adventure. To that. Yeah. It's an adventure. Just to be able and, to relate to that too. And what you did, what you did well. So what she does throughout the book is 
like, here's where I learned this big lesson. And the big lesson was I knew that I was leveling up in certain ways, but I really am a hood rat, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the next lesson is like, no, no, no. I realized that I do want to be professional, but I'm a hood rat. And then the next level is like, no, 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 I really do want to do comedy. But I'm ho-. like, you're, you're saying like, I am going up to the next level, but I've still got this identity mm-hmm. that I'm comfortable with more and more. You know what I mean? I'll keep the parts that I love about it and let the rest of it go. You know, understand where the boundary is. I think the reason why that's so relatable is because pretty much everybody can relate to that. You, as you grow up and you're using this caterpillar butterfly analogy through the whole book and... As you grow up and you're sort of blossoming, you got to decide what you're going to keep yeah. and what you're going to let go of. And that, so that was great because you had to do that in college with like which people you could trust and not everybody's really your friend. And then you had to do it at the one of the social jobs where like you were doing something good, but it was a really toxic situation, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I love the little, like, this is the lesson from this era. You know, I love that part. Thank you. It's You know, it's interesting to hear um, someone else kind of analysis of the book and, and how they, how you took it, you know. And yeah. I think that you took it, you know, in ways that I wanted it to be perceived. It's just interesting, you know, oh, as a really? first-time author, as a first-time author, oh, to good. hear... Yeah. Every like you read the book and this was your part or this is what you perceive because what I wanted to do was make it where it was relatable, mm-hmm. it was funny, it, it was, was. it was, you know, it I, was all the different things. It, it really was. was. It was emotional. It was relatable. It was funny. It was mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like I said at the end of the book. It was just like wow, like this is. This is life, you know. This yeah. is this is somebody literally living her truth, walking in it, and mm-hmm. not at all afraid to put down, like you said. Um, you know, you didn't have to put that you that you came from X and Y and Z background. You know, you just could have focused on the boarding school part and the college part. You know, you really could have edited mm-hmm. yourself the mm-hmm. way you really wanted people to. But you just said, "Fuck it. This is look. This is me. Mm-hmm. I'm all out here. Take it or leave it." Like it or love it. Oh, hold on one second. And that to me is so powerful because when you are a public figure like yourself, a lot of people, like you said earlier, they don't want you to see that. They don't want you to see the bubble on the dick. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to ask you. (laughs) I want to do a time check with you. It's 536. Okay. I got some time. You're a little bit? Oh, okay, okay. Cool. I wrote one more note. (laughs) I wrote time check for T-Barb and my other note is, (laughs) Don't let me have more weed. <laughs> I need I need the help of my fellow podcast mates right now. If you see me reaching for any weed type item, please intervene. Direct me towards the water. Save me. I'm done with you. Right I appreciate. Now. It. I listen. Done. I'm done. I'm no, done. This is, yeah. No. This is. I, the whole thing, whole experience has been really good. I'm glad you yeah. are enjoying the salad. I am. The salad is amazing. It is so, so good. Oh, yeah. It is so, so good. I am it's really so battling with not eating anymore because I'm very high. I know. But I do that's why, that's I why I just snack. begged for help. <laughs> yes, I, just, I do I'm, want I'm here a calling snack. for help. <laughs> if you see me even touching a berry, <laughs> swat my hand away. For the love of God. Back up. Um, um, but, whew. I mean, it's like, uh, 
I'm just, I'm happy that I got it out. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, I'm happy that I was, I'm received well by most people as an author. It is a short book, you know, it was a quick read. Um, but like I said, because I was self-publishing and it was my first time. But there's so much information wanna... condensed into this short book. I mean, it really <laughs> it is. It really is. It, there's it's so like many stories. Mini stories within the story. It, yeah. It's 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 brilliant. I'm thank you. I'm I mean I'm happy because I wanted it to be. You know when you're writing, you be thinking, oh this sound good as hell to me. <laughs> right, right. You be like, you oh, yeah. you like, this yeah. may be the world's like, greatest like, sentence. It, you know, right? <laughs> oh, my God, raccoons ain't shit. You know, right? Like, <laughs> you know what? I should put this to song. <laughs> That's how you be feeling. Like I should. Hope. This should be a tattoo. Right. This should be a tattoo. Nobody <laughs> else reads it, and they. I'm like. just gonna put a put a salad of a. Of a I mean, I'm sorry. A tattoo of a berry salad on you, so we'll never forget this, right? Like. <laughs> oh my god! Just, so it that you know it definitely was. Um, you know, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna write this. This is what I'm doing. Um. I was a little nervous because it is like my sister, my family's, you know, from that old school where you really don't talk. You about don't talk about stuff. all that. Don't don't you be telling people that shit, uh-uh. right? Exactly. You know, my That's, mom this or is with why, my grandma. This is why I really, really uh, what happened admire with my you. brother or you know yeah. just stuff like that. Oh, that's interesting. It was, it was like I feel like I might have grown up that way too. I, and my, a lot of my family members bought the book, and the, and the craziest part about it is my family is extremely successful. My mother had her own issues where she couldn't get through her situation, but all right, of them didn't have bad foster care situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my cousin's my dentist. She's married to a lawyer. My other cousin's a lawyer. I'm talking yeah. about, like right. some, my family, they all cold. I'm not even going to lie. All my aunties and uncles, all their kids, we don't have any incarceration in our family like that. Everybody going to yeah. college. My cousin just graduated from the real Cranbrook. Been went to wow. high school there for years. It's fifty thousand awesome. dollars, so it's just like. But my mother, she had a lot of her own issues. So I just and I wanted to also. There are people who are afraid or who feel like they really can't do it because this is their background. Yeah, and I've yeah. had a lot of fights, a lot of fights. Um, I've had a lot of beef and a lot of. Just sometimes you wrote about that in the book too, and yeah. that's what was very interesting to read as well was yeah. your the different come ups, mm-hmm. the different levels in which you changed mentally, like how you were thinking, what you know, what your approach was, and every it's like every chapter like you leveled up every chapter, every chapter, you know, and that was really you know great to to read about too, and and just see how you you know really you know got to the to the next level. Thank you. I mean, I. I mean, that's all I I was trying, I've been trying to do my whole life. And the thing about it is, as hard as it is, it's not really easy. It's hard. Mm-mm. It's it's harder than people think. But it's not so hard that I'm not willing to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you really only live this one time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are you going to live this one time and feel like you there are so many things that you missed? Or are you going to say, you know what? Cause they people gonna laugh at you or cry with you regardless. Mm-hmm. If you do bad, they gonna laugh with you and cry with you. If you doing good, they'll laugh with you. They'll cry with you. So yeah, why would you want to spend the rest of your life just having this meager or this bland 
existence yeah. mm-hmm. when you can try to do this. Because sometimes it's not easy. Like, And you get a lot of rejection, especially in those in-between stages. Like mm-hmm. now I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a... I'm at a different stage. I still have some issues, but really, as a black, a single black woman, I'm semi-established. You know, do I have the things I want, like the vehicle? I mean, I have, but I have a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I have uh, peace of mind, mm-hmm. and I know that at the end of the day, if anything was to happen to me tomorrow. Nobody could say anything about the way that I live my life and what I chose mm-hmm. to pursue for my life because I have accomplished so much to be yeah. where I'm from. Now, not where I'm not where I want to be, but to come from nothing, almost right. beneath the ground, to even be in a normal space. Like me being a social worker, if I didn't do anything else with my life, I would have just been successful there coming from where I come from to be able to work for the state of Michigan. Yeah. To have a phone, drive their car, have perks, benefits, UAW mm-hmm. members, awards, own desk. I mean, computer. I was working from home. Yeah. With a with a laptop I take home and a phone and people, you know. So we I haven't punched in the clock. I've been fortunate. I have not had but one job. I worked at Oakland County Children's Desk because y'all know. Just like my life, I've had a lot of jobs. I ain't talk about all the jobs, yeah, but yeah. I've worked at Frederick's of Hollywood, Wilson's, Auntie Annie's, The Gap. Working a bunch of jobs Gas is station. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice somebody, we were at the farm one day and somebody said, uh, my mom asked me yesterday, like, why do you have all these jobs? Why don't you just take all the hours you work at all those jobs and just find, like, one main oh. job? And we were all listening to the story. We were like, oh, my God, you're not going to do it, are you? <laughs> like, right, right. Like, don't do that. That sounds boring. Ah. Extra boring. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't even know how to be bored. I don't, I know. No. I don't even know. No. And it's like today... My friend, my friend, shout out to my girl Jackie. She came back, so I'm doing this garden, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in my backyard. And so when she, every time she come, it's a whole different backyard. Like, <laughs> it's something else. Like she you first came, I had a gazebo. She came back, I had a fire pit. She came back, I planted flowers. Like, we living the outside. House. We, we enjoying this. I had a flower bed on the side. She come back. I didn't move the pavers. Now I got a rock garden. She come back. She's I, worried about you a little bit. I didn't plant the hydrangeas in the back, and I got Teolis and mums. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've been obsessed. Like, this this is an era, you know, and maybe it started with more people because of quarantine and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've got a couple of friends that were never really that into gardening or landscaping right. or anything who went all fucking out, dude. Bam. Like, yep. my friend Courtney was like, you know what? As long as I'm home, I'm going to plant that. And then she's like, you know what? No, I'm going to do raised beds. And then she's like, you know what? Let's grow all our food. And then she's like, you know what? Let's dig this all yeah, up. Uh-huh. Let's make it. I mean, and so then other other people were in on it you know like i went over there one day and just helped her like move bricks off a truck it's because they were making a patio and then now we're all hanging out in the same she created it's like oh you're creating this beautiful place it's wonderful i have a a garden now and i never have planted anything last year i planted a couple things the outside of my gate is full i'm I'm talking about i was tripping this if if i (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like, why? Sometimes, because my sister, she was just saying, like, Mary. I said before y'all said it. My sister Mary. <laughs> Love you, Mary. Shout out to you. Hashtag Mary. <laughs> Hashtag Mary. Um, she was like, damn. If she called me, she was like, it's no telling what you'll be doing. I'll call you, and you'll be like, I'm doing a comedy show. I'll call you, you'll be like, I'm catering a wedding. I'll call you. Right. I, I love, love that. Right. You know, I'll I call love you, that. you'll be like, I'm doing a radio show. Call me. I'm at Torch Lake. She'll call you. you know what yeah. Mm-hmm. What you doing today, sister? I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm outside building a patio. And I'm <laughs> flowers. You know, Oh, today. my God. But to me, it's just... It's just my normal. It's just me. Yeah, it's my normal right. life. I just took an EDX course at Harvard University. I just got my first. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> What's an EDX what? course? Leadership. Oh, okay. the structural how, how leadership. Was it? it was nice. It was nice. I'm going to start. You know, they have a social media one starting on Wednesday. What's oh, EDX? Really? Yes. Is it like something you can sign up for? Yeah. A- yeah. I signed up yeah. for it, but I didn't finish. Yeah, no, you yep. didn't. No. You don't have to, but you can always come back, yep. come try, try again. That's why I like. The next one, I said I might even spend the money because when you spend the money, you I really did. be like, I did. You did. Yeah, yeah. What did you take? The first you time take? I did. Oh, where is it? <laughs> EDX. It's a, no, it's a um, it's a course in uh, gastronomy and uh, oh. chemistry and food and things like that. Anything chemistry. you want I to love though. that. I want botany. Well, I that want would, more plant that would, information. They have all those. The, the, really? the thing that's really cool about the course that I'm that I'm taking is I get to. Uh, they have like little videos and stuff with mm-hmm. like Chef oh Andres, my God, I love like that. all of these like famous world chefs that are. Giving you video instruction and teaching you different techniques. It's how cool. It is beautiful. Yeah. So I just realized something. I just. Oh, that looks so great. And I still have a little bit. Oh, that's lovely. Creating a beautiful, creating a beautiful space. Yeah. Creating a beautiful space like that to hang out in, and then having really intentional, like lovely food hangouts and conversations like that is heaven for me. Like the amount yeah. of like kish that I put in my backyard and these little like solar bulby lights. And I went and got like old big empty picture frames and candelabras and sh- mirrors and shit and put them all like it. My backyard looks like a weird hipster cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got like weird old school lawn chairs and tiki it's torches. To- cute. It's oh, great. it's fucking great. It's great. And it's so thrown together. But when people come over, they're like, Oh, yeah, this is, yeah. I think, you know, I, I think a lot of people have been really, you know, um, using more of the outdoor space uh-huh. and stuff because yeah. of quarantine. It's, it's, it's a good way to have people over to yeah. entertain and stuff without having to be so in an great. enclosed area. Yeah. So, And see, what for me, because I did a theater, too, during quarantine. It was what? just like, yeah, in the basement. It was nice. It turned out nice. <laughs> um, but I patched the wall and, you know. Bought, a, yeah. bought some flooring that was easy to put in. Wow. Yeah. For just like viewing, like, or for a studio? No, like movies. Oh, like yeah. a big movie yeah. room. Oh. Yep. And my bar, I, I had a bar yeah. down there all the whole time. I never did anything with it. Never. Because the thing is, I'm so busy. I was just only, I'd be in and out the house, in yeah. and out, in and out. I don't yeah. really, you go to sleep there, but it's kind of like yeah. so. During that quarantine, it gave me some time to chillax, enjoy it, watch a movie or two, go to sleep, clean some stuff out, you know, because everybody else is going crazy. I can't go, look, 
it's cool because I'm pretty sure it's something in your house you can do. You know, your linen closet you ain't cleaned out. Right. Now you done found this. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I took full advantage. That basement, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this. And then uh, flowers. Girl, so you know, Joy Road, retired hood rat, going to abandoned houses, stealing the lilies. <laughs> right, right. Look, I ain't gonna lie, peonies. the back of my pickup mm-hmm. truck, just boom, hitting them. Cause I mean, they, <laughs> they ain't gonna use it. Oh, yeah. wow. That's good to know. <laughs> I mean, but it's that's only know. when I started my new obsession. Cause before, I, I mean, I used to have cars back there. Like, my backyard, look, when I say nothing, it was just grass and I cut mm-hmm. it. All of that stuff. I can, I was, even today, and I'm obsessed with it now. Yeah. I was out there all day. I, I, say, I, okay. I am it's a, a little thing. sad for the weather to, to kind of, you know, even though. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Uh, I know. Even with the pandemic and quarantining and all of those kind of things, because um, even with, you know, just what, what's been happening with COVID, I do mm-hmm. think that somehow this summer, it just, it kind of brought like a little peace to people mm-hmm. being able to go outside in your backyard, having the time to do things that you have never been able to do or mm-hmm. enjoy with your family. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that uh, happened. Well, you no, know, right. yeah. Well, I would think there, my friends that have this kind of attitude, like you're this attitude, like, wow, there's some good things about this. Those people, I've recognized during this this situation, like people who can think like that, just find peace easier. Like they're just better at accepting Some things. Some people just flourish right? in adversity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some people really do. Some people like like for well, like for myself, um, if if things are too like relaxed and too easy and too well, maybe I'll just sit back and smoke this joint and <laughs> sit back some more and smoke another one. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes, you know, like when things are, like for me, like in high-pressure situations, I mean, even sometimes I'll surprise myself. Sometimes you work better that way yeah. than if it's too yeah. relaxed. So, Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt like, I don't know, there was something that needed like a amen or I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's what yeah. she said. But no, um, I, I agree. And it's just like, that's why I tried to put different little quotes in the book. Um, just so it's almost like how I am now. I always feel like there's something you could be doing. Just something. It's something productive that you could be doing. And don't... and. and Sometimes, because I'm a real human being, so I get down on myself and people be looking like, dang, you did all that. You still down feeling like you didn't. I feel like I I did a lot, you know, but when I listen to it out loud or when somebody else said it, it be like, okay, that was might have been a lot of shit. (laughs) Yes, God. Um, But, and I'm glad that the book is perceived that way. I I didn't want it to be boring. I didn't want any boring No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I just wanted to be like, what else happened? It was really a page turner. It was like something Oh yeah, I read the whole thing again yesterday. Where can people find the book? Uh, Oh, oh, great question. Um, on my website, which is www.tbarb, 
isfunny.com. I always have the books on me as well. So if you see me at a show, um, I'll have it there. Or Joe Edwards Salon, which is in Belleville, Michigan. Joe Edwards Salon. And if you're in Ontario, Biblioasis Bookstore has the book. Cool. So in Antonio Windsor. And that's so www.tbarb. I-S-F-U-N-N-Y.com, T-Barbersfunny.com, Biblioasis Bookstore. Um, Faith Over Fear, Tales of Retired Hood Rap. I'm glad. I mean, I'm like so geeked. Y'all don't know how hard it was for me to kind of keep my emotion together while I hear this. Because it does. Good. It makes you feel good to know that the book oh, I'm glad. was received. I just, yeah. I, I always, I, I get that it can be hard, like to hear somebody talk about something you created, like you don't know how to take it. You're like, right. is that true? Is that what I'm projecting? Whatever. But I I hope you, you're hearing it all as like positive, right? Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. I, yeah. How could it not be positive? I don't you know. know. Was, was I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes things are confusing for me right now. <laughs> I'm just really focusing on just basics. On breathing, right? Just focus on breathing. Just like I, I keep thinking, like we only have one minute left. Like I'll think, like oh no, we've like been twenty minutes ago. No, no, no. It was like one minute ago. Like one minute feels like twelve minutes. So I'm like, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Something about Oh yeah, this definitely weeds and reads for sure. What did you guys yes. think about the names of the chapters? Oh shoot! I have um, like I a... think they're pretty funny, actually. Ghetto strategist, love that one. <laughs> love that one. Wait, what's take this your one? ass to college. I really like the that. cocoon. Yeah. I like that one because I love that whole um, analogy. Because I was like, yo, here I go. I think I'm authoring for real. Like, let me give these <laughs> chapters some names. You know? <laughs> I am not fucking around with this chapter I'm not naming. Fucking around. <laughs> Let me put that boy right on there. Wow. The cocoon. Pow. Yeah, think about a cocoon. Think about a baby butterfly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean, because that's what I wanted it to be more of an inspiration. Because it at the end of the day, I'm not like this huge star or anything like that, you know, but I'm just a person will that's be. really no no. Speak it into existence. <laughs> okay. Not <laughs> yet. Not yet. Right? Okay, but but you are. So. Not yet. Right. Yeah. All I'm saying is that no matter what level you get to, success is a personal thing. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't it always really have is. to be really the top or the best. To me, being successful is being able to make a living doing what you love to a do. Living what? Yeah. Mean? Because at the end of the day, if you was gonna make seventy five thousand dollars, or sixty thousand, or thirty hell, whatever you were yeah, gonna make yeah, two hundred thousand yeah. at your job, if you can make that doing something that you love to do, oh, then yeah. what's the difference? So I don't understand why people sometimes think when you're in entertainment, you're not successful. I mean, I'm not. I'm trust me. I know I'm not at my height. Yeah. All I'm saying is that it still doesn't mean that you're not successful if mm-hmm. you're not always at the top. Right. Or oh, yeah. even in the middle. If you are doing that and that alone, yeah. then boom. Boom, shaka, laka, laka. Okay, on that note, we just realized like we're like one minute. We have one minute. So I, I need to thank everybody. This has been... 
ridiculously fun. Great. <laughs> Delicious. Great. Fabulous conversation. Thank you. And look me up at High Times Top Cannabis Chef Gigi on, on Instagram. And it has my website and everything. Yes. Contact me. I'll reach out. Classes, her. private dinners, courses. Ooh. Everything you like. High tea parties. Yes. Don't forget. Oh, my God. Mm, yum, yum. And T-B-A-R-B underscore on Instagram. That's T-B-A-R-B underscore on Instagram. www tbarbisfunny.com and you can check me out on Streets Radio too. Yeah. So thank you for having me, Weeze and Reese. Yes. Cop that book, Faith Over Fear. Faith Over Fear. Also available yeah. on Amazon Let's Kindle. Let's do that same one. Yes, Amazon. Get the same it's one available on Amazon Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to Reads and Weeds, y'all. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.